Boom. What up, everyone? This is Lunch with Looney and Lars. I, of course, am your host, Lars. My co-host, Looney, is here with me as well. Luna, how are you? Say something to the people. Say hello. She's only here for the streets, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. That's the only thing she cares about. That's why we're uh, all here. What's that? We're all here for the tweet. For the we're, we're all here for the treats. Now, speaking of <laughs> treats, we have a treat of a guest here today, ladies, gentlemen, listeners. Uh, if you're watching right now, you're seeing him on screen, and you're like, my, oh, my. Is that the world's most interesting man sitting in front of a fire? <laughs> and it may just be our guest today he is uh, so many accolades but we're going to get into it you're going to learn so much but i'm going to give him one hell of an intro right now i'm just gonna i'm gonna switch the uh the view here there we go all right ladies and gentlemen our guest today on lunch with looney and lars he is a toronto-based actor improviser comedian MC, host, quiz master, so many things. He's been on a bunch of television shows, been on a bunch of stage shows. His resume is too long to list, but he is for sure one of the funniest guys I have ever had the pleasure of working with during the stage. Give it up for Steve Hobbs, everybody. Boom. <laughs> I'm loving the intro music. Uh, thanks, buddy. How you doing, Lars? Pretty good, man. Not too shabby. I'm excited to have lunch with you. And uh, as I was saying in the pre-show, you've already won best set. Your set deck? <laughs> Who did your set deck? We, we've really been upping the production value here on the Lunch with Looney and Lars. You know, it's funny. Uh, ever since the uh, whole epidemic, the pandemic has started, uh, I kind of panicked. Uh, I live in a basement apartment, so I've really just been breaking into as many homes as possible. Uh, and I found uh, a lovely fireplace in this one. Wow, that's so, an, it's an interesting strategy. A lot of people are saying stay at home, but they didn't say who's home. They didn't clarify. You know, I grew up with home is where the heart is. So if my heart happens to be breaking into somebody else's domicile, then uh, I guess that's my home. So. I mean, they're not down here. They're not. Yeah. It's beautiful. Look at it's this. empty. It's just me. Just me and my old roommate fireplace. I'm going to switch. So I just so you know, uh, production wise, I toggle back and forth between speaker mode and gallery mode. So sometimes yeah, I was going to say, I don't even know. I can only see myself right now. I should know this classic, more by classic Steve Hobbs. Just looking at it <laughs> like, oh, my. I am a handsome podcast guest. That's a little better. Feel, feel free to stoke the fire at any point behind you. Does Do it need stoking? Is it? I thought that I had it fully stoked, but you know what? Why don't we get the first stoke in right now? Okay. Right? Now, the trick to a good fire is uh, you got to be careful with the screen. You don't want to burn yourself. And you get the poker there, and, uh, you know, not unlike in like a words with friends game or a Facebook thing. You don't want to go too heavy with the pokes, not too quickly. We just kind of gently just 
Ah! Easy. Easy. Jostle out some emotions in the back there. Stoke it a little. And then seal her back up, you know, for a rainy day. In my, in my head, I was thinking, how funny would it be if you went to poke it and you just shattered a flat screen TV? <laughs> it, was just, it was just a wicked TV. And you just, and it just like, the whole screen shattered. Oh, there was a one in three chance that uh, I would catch fire just trying to do that bit. Right. But right. we made it work. Um, that's my angle. Oh. Can you see me? Your frame looks amazing. You don't need to, you know, like, you, you win. You win. <laughs> the screenshot of, of this episode when I posted the social is going to be the best. I mean, I got this, but it's just a, it's just a plastic backdrop. You know, it's nothing fancy. There's no, there's no, like, there's, there's just, that's it. Chris, yeah. Chris is pretty cool. You look pretty cool in New York. Give it up to the house band here. The band leader, virtual band. I'm loving it. It's good because I've got all this extra hair due to not having any uh, hairstylists being uh, in business right now. So it gives me, on its own, it's just too much. But when you put a little music behind it, you get to kind of like jiggle it out a little bit. Yeah, you're you're getting into Kramer territory right there. How tall? Are you I, I think I'm there. You got to be like six seven, six eight now. Yeah, Kramer's getting into my territory. You can't even get headshots right now because your hair goes out the top of the frame. Yeah, I got to go to like the legal length of paper. I got to go eight by fifteen if I want to type right. a full mug. Right, it's a big long full scat. Yes. Uh, so first question of uh, of our lunch here is uh, I've got it right here. We call it WFL. Do you know what that stands for? Uh, wings, wings for Life, the, the sitcom Wings for Life from the 90s. That is my life motto, but that is not what this stands for. Yeah. Good pull, though. Wings, <laughs> wings for Life. Just a t-shirt, and it's a picture of who's the janitor? What's the janitor guy? Everyone's favorite. Um, the janitor. Was that Lloyd? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it was Lloyd. There was the Tony Shalhoub had a character. Right. What a great show. Give it up for Wings right here. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It yeah. stands for what's for lunch. I just there's nothing more relatable than a bunch of pilots uh, having a tough time in a, an airport terminal. So they should bring that back right now during quarantine. Mm -hmm. It's just a bunch of pilots. I don't. I think they made a movie about it. It's called The Terminal. <laughs> Just a bunch of pilots in quarantine. They're all just in, sitting in the airport. Applebee's getting drunk right now. Yeah. Yeah. I assume that's actually probably what's happening right there. WFL does not stand for Wings for Life. It stands for what? For lunch. Oh. What's lunch, Steve Hobbs. Right. This is a lunch with Looney. Looney being your, your dog, right? Dog. She's right here. She's on my lap at all times. If anyone she in there? Oh, yeah. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you want to know what I'm, I'm eating for lunch? It's the first question. Let's see if okay. you can right. Well, first of all, I think I should clarify that I didn't actually break into this home. This was uh, available to me through a very, very close friend. Nice big empty space, you know, not bumping into your, anyone, which makes it a perfect space to have a lovely plate of kielbasa. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nice. Kolbasa. Oh. There's nothing sweeter than kolbasa by the fire on a Friday afternoon. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> I was thinking, what's the right tone for this interview? You know, I just had like a nice show premiere with my face in it the other day. I really want people to know how professional I am. Right. So I grabbed the dirtiest sausage I could at one of the only stores open in the area and yeah. uh, just went to town. Is that convenience store, Kolbasa? Tell me that's Petro-Canada oh. convenience store, Kolbasa. It's, uh, I mean, it's debatable. It's Giant Tiger Kolbasa. Wow. Specifically from the checkout line, they were like, what are people going to buy on their way out of this place? And that's how they're able to stay open because they sell food as well. You're the giant. They have like chocolate bars, gum, and kolbasa right at the checkout. Are you are you eating all of those three at the same time? Gum, chocolate, and kolbasa. I mean, I'm not here to dance monkey dance for you, but yeah, I was gonna make work my way through this kolbasa over the interview. Yeah. That is uh, that is the that's a that's beautiful. You're the kolbasa king, like Tiger. It's not all that I have for lunch, though. Kolbasa. What else you got? Keep going. Well. When I'm done, I'm going to wash it down with the delicious lemon meringue pie slice. Oh, man. You know why? Because Steve Hobbs turns lemons into lemon meringue pie. You know, a lot, great. Of people, a lot of people full of fear and worry and depression right now. Not Steve Hobbs. Kicking back, eating kielbasa by the fire with some lemon meringue pie. <laughs> to you, Come on! <laughs> it's hot. This episode ends with you burning down the house and us watching you scream in panic. <laughs> hey, have, you could, uh, have you considered uh, heating up some of that kielbasa over the fire, perhaps? You know, it's there's too many moving parts. You know, also would Ernest Hemingway heat up kielbasa over the fire, or would he just carve it into his own mouth using his bare hands i think hemingway would have just gone for it right you're right he also probably would have a mug full of whiskey is that what you're drinking well uh gentleman never tells <laughs> but i do spend a lot of time in these moments in pandemic moments saying wweHD what would ernest hemingway do um and this is uh, the best i've come up with so far so funny that you go wweHD because i go W W D H D. What would David Hasselhoff do? Ah, equal on the swimming. Other. He'd probably be swimming. Potato, potato, right? Hemingway, Hasselhoff. Hey, how about a little www.steve-hobbs.com, my new uh, professional website? Ooh. That's so interesting that you mentioned your new professional website because earlier, as I do all the time, I do a little research. I know you, I've worked with you, I've done some shows, but I always like to do some digging and some research. So I wanna go first to the websites that uh, I found first before your new professional website. Is that well, like when you Google my name? Yeah. No. <laughs> yes. No. Because it's so fun. Okay. Uh, but first, before we do that, we got to do a segment that we always do on the show here. And uh, this segment, I'm queuing it up here. One of my favorite parts. This is before we check out Steve Hobbs' professional website. And 
my God, it is one of the most professional. I'm so, already regretting plugging it. Some people are saying it's the most professional of professional websites. You're going to see it in a minute. We're going to share the screen. But the first segment here, this is called Steve Hobbs' One Minute Life Story. That's where you tell us your life story in one minute. Are you ready, Steve Hobbs? Don't think about it. You're, right now? You're ready. We're going to do it right now. I'm All gonna, right. I'm going to pull up a timer. Share the timer on screen here with you. We're going to switch it over. Here we go. All right. Steve Hobbs' life story in one minute. Go. I was born. Uh, I, it was a hospital. Uh, I got larger. Um, I'm in Brampton. Brampton. I was in Brampton for a little while. Suddenly I'm in Markham. Oh, man, the fields. Now there's a mall. A mall showed up. I went to school, gifted program. Oh, I like chess. Uh, other people don't like me as much. Oh man, uh, I'm in high school. Uh, oh, I, I used to be big, but now I'm small, but my hair is large, but I can shoot three pointers. I played basketball. Uh, it's a grade 11, I'm social. I took an improv class. I'm not so terrible at this. Oh, boom, university, what's happening? Giant castle, Trent University. Uh, fun. Uh, there's a river. I learned to swim. I already knew to swim. How to swim, but I learned to swim better because fast moving river. Um, I radio broadcasting. Beep boop beep. Oh, uh, Gary Bettman on the line. Don't hang up on him. Uh, uh oh, this didn't work. What about uh, more improv classes? I'm loving this. Oh, I'm acting. How did acting happen? Uh, who, what, where? Uh, <laughs> platforming a scene. Yada yada yada. I have a career. You went over time. So sorry, Steve. You went 15 seconds over time. Son of a bitch. That was a great life story. That was one of the best life stories. Kudos to you. You're a great storyteller. I like how you just like Markham, Fields, Mall. Yeah, that was good. You just said individual words and it painted a really good picture. I like that. I tried to picture it like you were Guy Pierce in the time machine. Remember that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were watching like the world evolve, but instead of like civilization, it was you were just watching yeah. me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, you know, like fields are changing and it's the buildings are breaking down, new buildings are being built up. And at the end of it, I had a job somehow. That was great. Uh, I'm going to say also kudos to you for just throwing in gifted program, went to school, <laughs> gifted program. <laughs> uh, that was a big deal back then for me. That was a that, thing. That does make uh, two of us here. Uh, also gifted. Were you a gifty? Yeah, it was an interesting gifty case though, because some of the testing, I, I, uh, there was one, one year I took the gifted test and, and I failed it. And they didn't believe, like, it was, like, it was kind of shocking. I didn't, shock, like, I didn't fail it, but I turned, like, I it was, like, doesn't seem like he's gifted. He didn't get it. But then when I did the in-person with a guy to explain my answers, they were, like, oh, he's just thinking on a whole other level. So he's, like, like, it would be, like, which one of these things didn't belong? And it would be, say it was four vegetables and a fruit, and you'd yeah. get fruit. I would, I picked the one that was like, the well, one of them doesn't have an X in it or like whatever, like a different thing. Like I was deciphering the test and I was answering correctly, but a different answer than the answer that they wanted to hear. So you were super abstract thinking, 
And they were like, this guy doesn't know what a, what a fruit is. What is that? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I chose this one because it, uh, the, all the others had four syllables and this one only has three. Duh. Like, yeah, I was big into uh, spatial reasoning. I still, I still am. Um, which is really just now good for like puzzles or getting lost. But in the gifted program, uh, yeah, that was, they were like, man, this kid really knows his like orienting. It was like logic and spatial reasoning. Like moving around shapes and that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. Like, oh, I hate those kind of tests. Those are my least favorite kind. Like, blocks. yeah, see, that's, that's the thing. Most people do hate them, but I was kind of like, oh, this is really great. And my brain works like that. And then everyone else was like a math genius. So I was like the one, one guy who was like, give me those weird shapes and juxtapositions and things. You got to be gifted too, Chris. Our band leader here is that is, is hell, they say in the business, hella gifted. You, yeah, see, you, you could have a legit astrophysics conversation with Chris right now and it would make sense. And he could talk to you like he's a scientist. <laughs> the mad, a mad scientist. Right. <laughs> I was I was gifted as well as a child. <laughs> oh, look at this, a whole cast full of weird gifted dudes. This we're basically we're basically X-Men. Uh, by the way, I didn't uh I didn't finish my half of one of the questions earlier. I am not uh, such a gentleman. I am eating <laughs> gruel. I'm having some breakfast for, for for lunch. This is just this is oatmeal with a little bit of peanut butter in it. This is my post-workout. I had a workout at 12, and then I'm just eating. Oh, Lars. <laughs> so I'm, I'm Cadbury, Cadbury eggs for chocolate, yes. minerals, and beer. <laughs> That's my kind of lunch. There we go. Wow. Yeah, Lars, you're, you're not eating a lunch. You're eating like what I would bait a mouse with. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've, uh, you've uncovered me. Yeah. I also do have coffee. I got some nice Maxwell House, M -m -m Maxwell House. You're way too healthy for uh, any kind of a quarantine. That's really oh cool. wait, there's more. This, Mr. Hobbs, these are my BioSteel Sports Nutrition Sport Greens. It's hmm. like I eat my vegetables in powder form. They are not <laughs> a sponsor. They are not a sponsor, but I am telling them right now see how good i could be doing this if you were a sponsor there they are right there you guys can hardly see that i'm sure right there you go just a moment the uh, the fire needs a little struggle <laughs> welcome to lunch with looney and lars brought to you by biosteel sports nutrition sports grains high performance superfoods you got them also brought to you by fireplaces <laughs> That's great. That's cool. You all right? Don't burn it down. Okay, we gotta continue. I'm gonna share my screen here. So for listeners at home, you're not gonna be able to see this, but we're gonna walk you through it. So don't worry. So in, in doing my research, as I always do, Steve, yeah, I Googled you and uh, I pulled up all your websites. Seems like you have several other side careers that I didn't know about. I don't like this game. I think I know where this is going. I don't want to talk about them. Can you see my screen? No, that guy. So congratulations, uh, listeners, viewers. Steve Hobbs apparently is running for lieutenant governor. 
He's a demo. He's a Democrat. Uh, what I would like you to do right now is you look like a guy that could easily be running for Democratic governor of maybe Montana. If you look at where you are right now, or <laughs> maybe Wyoming, maybe um, somewhere like um, Maine. You could be from Maine or Vermont as well. Wait, I could, or this guy, this version of me? You, this version of you. I know you're not this Steve Hobbs. You guys, unless you have, you need to update your headshot, I think, a little bit. Your hair is different, I think. Um, yeah. Well, I don't have a quarantine headshot, and I definitely don't have this guy's headshot. What I would like for you is I would like you to say this guy's speech as if you were the Steve Hobbs running for governor. Okay. okay. I want you to run right now. I want you to run for lieutenant governor and say these words. All right. This, this lieutenant your, governor. Your campaign. Uh, State of Washington Democrat. Okay. This is your commercial. <laughs> Feel free to <laughs> use props. All right. Here we go. Hello, State of Washington. I'm Steve Hobbs. I know what you're thinking. Why can't things be different? You know, we spend so much time doing nothing but the same thing. When was the last time that you used your spatial reasoning? If Steve Hobbs was Lieutenant Governor in the good state of Washington, I promise you that every river would be perfectly placed just the right distance from the nearby tributaries or suburbs. That's right. Also, have you noticed, are your closets not full of enough blue denim shirts? When you've got a Steve Hobbs in the Lieutenant Governor's office, that's right, I would have my own office. You'd have a whole bunch of blue denim shirts showing up in your TV on the regular. In fact, I'd make sure there was a blue denim shirt with brown buttons available for all. Steve Hobbs for Lieutenant Governor, spatial reasoning, blue shirt. Boom, you got my vote, sir. Huh? You have my vote. Now I want you to just do it as you, Steve Hobbs, you, but say this guy's words from his website. Say his words, but as myself? Yeah. Like you're the guy, you, this, you are the Steve Hobbs running. I didn't exactly stray that far from me the first that was time. A, that was amazing. There was a lot of me in the first time. I was impressed. Uh, all right. I would vote for you. So this one is me, my reading voice, but with his words. Say this guy, just, just. All right. <clears throat> I'm excited to announce my campaign to be the next Lieutenant Governor of the state of Washington. First, let me thank Cyrus Habib for his service to our state. Cyrus, you're beautiful, baby. Uh, at this, uh, this critical time, we need steady leadership. The words are too small. Uh, in our statewide offices, I'd be honored to bring back my track record of results in the state Senate, my military background, I'm a military boy, uh, my democratic values, and my lived experience as a person of color. To be, what? To the office of Lieutenant Governor. You trapped me, Lars. Oh, dash Steve. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Steve. Hobbs, of course, uh, running for governor. Um, uh, I actually didn't trap you on purpose. I didn't realize. I, did, I hadn't read ahead either, and didn't read. That was a neat trick. I had not clocked that this person. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, was not just a white guy. <laughs> like, 
The screen's too tiny. It's, it's oh, man. color. I feel like white is a color. He's this guy has just decided to run on the thing that he's is a person of color. No. Uh, all right, guys, vote Steve Hobbs is the lesson. And no, don't uh, vote so, so I was like, wow, Steve Hobbs is running for um, running for lieutenant governor. What else does Steve Hobbs do? So then yeah, I, this guy is one of the guys that makes it hard uh, to get a website domain name in my name, by the way. That last guy? Yeah. He's got that Steve. guy and one other that you haven't hit yet, but I think you're going to hit him later. <laughs> okay. So this is the next guy. Can you see him? From yeah, Hobbs, I see him. Hobbs Builders. Mm -hmm. Can you read uh, a paragraph of this as though you were the owner of your own building company? Yeah, I can do that. In my voice or as what I think this voice whatever. is? Whatever. Yeah, whatever. You, I, I trust your... One way or the other would be hilarious. So, <clears throat> About us, about me, Steve Hobbs, Hobbs Builders. A believer in the idea that every project depends on the success on the smallest of details, Steve Hobbs, that's me, uh, balances an understanding of the big picture aspects of each project with a passion for details that can define a project. Hey, he brings over 20 years of specialty building experience uh, as just a white guy. <laughs> um, and a discerning eye, oh, and a commitment to teamwork to each project. Before founding Hobbs Builders, not to be mistaken with Bob the Builder, I get it, Bob and Hobbs, they both rhyme, but let's be real here, not the same guy. Uh, Steve began his career working on restorations of historic buildings in Philadelphia and Boston before moving to Seattle to work in construction management with Krakowjennings. 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 Jennings. Krakowjennings. In 2014, Steve moved to the Wood River Valley and his family to enjoy the intimacy of a small community, access to the outdoors, and the culture the Wood River Valley has to offer. He studied environmental studies and conservation biology at Middlebury College, which inspired a love of the outdoors and an understanding of the natural architecture around us. Armed with a passion for coordinating complex projects that involve collaboration among clients, architects, designers, and craftspeople, Steve firmly believes that precision and his finest craft, uh, and fi the finest craft, should be expected and celebrated in each aspect of every project. He knows the client and their entire team are integral. They're, they're integral in the way that, uh, oh, I lost my place. <laughs> it's too small. Uh, it would be, uh, that's part of the integral just, part of the project's successful progression and that communication between all of the players is essential. Blah, blah, blah. Steve's portfolio of projects. I got some traditional stuff, some contemporary stuff. You like estate homes. I got that. Historic renovations. I'll renovate it for you no matter how old. And, uh, oh, condominium and high-end uh, tenant improvements. You got something you want made better. I'll turn that condo into a Marie <laughs> condo. That's right. Double clean. Is that her name? Marie Kondo? I don't know. I don't watch Netflix. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Infrastructure, technical support. I'll do tech support. Unplug your modem. Replug in a condo. Uh, major art installations. I got all of it for you. I live in Ketchum, Idaho. Don't try and find me. I'm off the grid. But I'm an active proponent of strong educational, athletic, and artistic opportunities for all my kids and the youth or community that may or may not be my kids. Uh, 
Uh, Steve enjoys cycling, hiking, skiing, and all the things outdoors in the mountains and the backcountry of Idaho. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love that. You look like you could be living in a cabin in front of the fireplace in the backwoods of Idaho right now. In another life, I was definitely this guy. Have you moved? Um, how come you didn't mention any of that in your one minute life story earlier? Just you know what? Players. It was just too much. You're like an onion, Steve Hobbs. One, one day you're running for, you're running for governor of Washington. Then another day you're running, you're running outdoors in the mountains of the backcountry of Idaho. You know, I burned a lot of bridges in Idaho. You know, I, I accidentally hit a wildcat. Once you've killed a puma, they don't like you anymore in Idaho. Well, there's only so many, right? So yeah. once you kill one of them, what? That leaves only like two or three left. So They're very protective of their pumas and their potatoes. And uh, I eat a lot of potatoes, and I kill a lot of pumas. So, so moving on. This one. The, is it weird that I feel the urge to, like, sing during those little bass breaks? Like, little, oh, that's the reason that they're there. Yeah. Hear the lot of pumas. Let's do it. A little more. Uh... Baby, kill the lot of pumas. Potatoes and pumas. Potatoes and pumas. All right. So next website I came across. Yeah. This one, apparently, Steve Hobbs is also a world-class jazz vibraphonist, which I believe is like a sort of like a xylophone, but it's a vibraphone. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, man, once again, kudos to you. And jazz, jazz reminded me of, jazz vibraphone in my head reminded me of jazz flute. And jazz flute I thought of because when I actually first met you, it was in a live version of Anchorman, which we were doing for a show called Secret Sessions. And they do shows called The Movie Experience where they take a movie and they take live actors and they kind of meld them together. So you go watch the movie and the movie pauses and the actors come out and play at a scene and then we walk away and the movie comes back on and it's very immersive and the, they set up the set like that. And Steve, when I met him, played, I would say, other than Ron Burgundy, I can't see anyone ever playing Ron Burgundy better than someone <laughs> I saw play. To the, to the point, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm uh, what do they call it? Um, I'm, uh, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass here, but I'm, I am, I'm, uh, I'm stroking you here a little bit, but it's all. No, I, I actually agree with you. I think we played it uh, into the ground. I don't think anyone else can come back to Ron Burgundy. It's, it's, it's all warranted. You, when I met you on that, I was like, this is the funniest guy that I've ever met. Uh, I felt that way. I was, and I consider myself a pretty funny guy and a talented guy. And I was like, oh. I see. I watched you every night as Ron Burgundy improvise and just go off as good as Will Ferrell did as Ron Burgundy in unlimited, like you, you never, like you never would run out of things to say. And every time it was fucking hilarious. So you, you killed me in that. Oh, thanks man. To, to the point, what happened was I actually, I auditioned for both. I auditioned for a few. I auditioned, I ended up playing, um, what's his name? Oh, now I can't even remember his name. 
Paul Rudd. Played uh, Frank. Paul, Paul Rudd's character. What's his name? Fontana. Oh yeah, Brian Fontana. Yeah. Brian yeah. Fontana. That's, yeah, yeah, not Fontana. Frank. Yeah, yeah, Brian Fontana. No, no, Frank is. And uh, but when I auditioned, and then when I met you, like everyone would want, like if you're a comedian, you'd want to play Will Ferrell. You'd want to play Anchorman if if you can pull it off. And when I went, when we met at the first uh, rehearsal, I was like, oh, <laughs> that makes sense. You fucking yeah. nailed it, man. You, you <laughs> nailed it. So what I would like, Thanks, I would like, oh, it was so funny. You fucking crushed it. And so in, in the show, there was the scene, the jazz flute scene. Steve was, um, you were just air fluting, but you were running up and down the aisles, sliding. You were stepping over people on their chairs, sliding under their chairs. Like that was such a positive experience doing all those bits, like working with you guys too. Uh, it's rare that um, for a show, I was like, cause it was the first one too of the Secret Sessions shows, the, right. the whole film experience gimmick, um, where I, in the back of my brain, I was like, is this gonna work? Is this gonna be fun? Uh, and then as soon as I met you guys, as soon as I met uh, you and Will Conlin as Brick, uh, and I already knew Matt Nadeau, we hadn't worked together uh, closely before and with him just like the perfect champ like you guys were oh, also well cast. everyone was amazing it was so good his champ was so fucking good i think you even had like the hardest job of the four of us because you in terms of physical appearance casting looked the least like their source character right and yet you charmed the hell out of everyone anyway uh, right which was very very fun for me we obviously became friends with Right. Yeah, yeah. I had my I had the long locks going on and you know, Oh yeah. Was just you were like the you it was like three anchorman characters and then just like uh <laughs> like guy. a point break. <laughs> right, 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 right. You had like like a hint of beach guy too. And I was right. like it took me a minute where I was like throwing me for a loop. I'm like, what, <laughs> what we got blonde uh the Fontana over here. What's yeah. his sex panther gonna be like? And Good you know word. what? It was great. You had the best sex panther around, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. We all got to sing. We got to sing a little uh, Sky Rockets in Flight. Yep. It was uh, Afternoon Delight. That was great. Um, actually, a friend of mine really wanted me to do this uh, this interview as Ron Burgundy. They thought it would be a fun bit with the fireplace. Well, we can kill... Reneged, but... We can kill tubers with one stone. What I would like you to do is I would like you to read... Vib jazz vibraphonist Steve Hobbs bio as Ron Burgundy. <laughs> so I'm gonna pull it you back. You found him. You oh, found, no. he's the real obstacle for me online. Cause he snagged up uh, stevehobbs.com. So I had to, when I just made my website, finally polished it up and got the domain name proper style. I had to take steve-hobbs.com. Because of this like guy? Steve because of Steve Hobbs vibraphonist? Yeah, because the musician, the vibraphonist. Wow. I don't even know how much he vibraphones. Maybe he's done. Maybe he's a retired vibraphonist. But he's got the domain. <laughs> he's got stevehobbs.com. You got to message him. Maybe. I don't know. I was reading up on it. There is like a, there's a service. There's brokers for this stuff where you can hire a third party right. who will act as like a mediator to like help make a pitch, help you like bro broker buying right. their website domain from them. Because the more and more famous you get, the more and more traffic he'll siphon off because everyone will go to stevehobbs.com first. And then, you know, so yeah, talk, you got to talk to this guy. All right, so hit it. Uh, let's hear it. Uh, Ron Burgundy, that's uh, the, bio, the bio of uh, 
vibraphonist Steve Hobbs. Can you expand it a little bigger? Oh, it's yeah, kind of yeah. like on my side, it's pretty petite. So, how's that? Okay, the window expanded. Can you like zoom in on it a little? Yeah. There we go. Yeah. There we go. How's that? That's perfect. Thank you. All right. All right. <clears throat> All right, here we go. <laughs> Hello, world. I've got a biography that you've got to be prepared for because it's coming to you right now. One of the more talented vibraphonists to come up in the late 80s, Steve Hobbs' style is bop-based but fairly original. <laughs> he studied at Berkeley, the University of Miami, and the University of Northern Colorado in Greeley and freelanced in Denver for six years with such players as Tom Harrell, Joe Bonner, Spike Robinson, and Styx Hooper, the man himself. Hobbs eventually moved back to Raleigh, where he works as an educator, but keeps up an active performance schedule. He is recorded as a leader for Sexton, possibly pronounced Kexton, timeless and candid. I'm Ron Burgundy, Steve Hobbs, pretty cool guy. Oh, <laughs> you have to imagine that with just the mustache and the, the goatees. Now, like let's, the underside of the beard. Let's go to the real one. What's the new one? SteveHobbs.com. Uh, Steve-Hobbs.com. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the real guy. Steve-Hobbs. Well, that's this real guy. Technically, all these guys are real guys, but I'm, I like the dash. As long as all these guys stay away from acting in Toronto, I'm probably. There he is. There he is. Yeah, look at him with that mile-long stare. Entertainer, MC, events, host, improv, comedian, instructor, governor of Washington, home builder, <laughs> jazz vibraphonist. So many All things. All the above. There he is. Look at you. You're a, you're a what's that, Colin Josty-looking headshot right there. You clean up nice. Oh, yeah, I'll take that. There he is. I mean, not... You know, I have mixed feelings about Colin Joss because, you know, he's Scarlett Johansson. But, um, but yeah. Uh, right. There. Look at all the many looks. Down the guy. Steve without a beard. Steve with a beard. Steve. Those are all six of the only character looks I know how to do, by the way. There's uh, <laughs> James Bond, uh, yeah. everyone's favorite sitcom dad. Sneezing guy. You'd be surprised what a wide demographic that is. I wasn't sure if it was sneezing guy or just punched in the nose guy. It doubles as both. It, you right. know, it happens equally often on screen. Um, smiling younger, late 20s guy. Um, bearded motorcyclist slash B-level thug. That's the fifth photo there. And the final guy is kind of like schmoozy MC slash bad stand-up comedian. Right. It's great. It's kind of, which the last one is actually kind of, <laughs> it's both the character and the truth. If you ever want to book me. Uh, for like emceeing a thing, which I do with equal parts schmooze uh, and comedy. Um, in fact, I do, uh, even despite the, I should promote it because that's the thing to do. Um, yeah. Even despite all the um, lockdown and staying at home or, or quarantining or whatever, um, well, I'm doing trivia online on Monday nights uh, as part of Loon's Pub. Um, they've got uh, a trivia night that they used to have in pub on Monday nights. We've moved that online. We do a Zoom broadcast uh, at 8 p.m. every Monday night. 8 to 10, and I'm like the, the Zoom host to do all the production stuff. Kind of yeah. like what you're doing right now. Yes, and I have had the pleasure of being 
fill-in quiz master for Steve. Steve is the quiz master, the original OG quiz master. But several times when you've been booked on other gigs, I've had the pleasure of filling in. That those are fun, man. I love doing that. So yeah, um, you're great too. Yeah, it was it was really good. I just run it like a game. Sadly, show. the other bars did not follow suit. Only the one has gone online. But yeah, it's it's busy, man. It's uh, if ever it comes up where my computer is on fire that day. Maybe you should step in and sub sometime. It's pretty fun. Feel free. Yeah, feel free. I can yeah. I can master a quiz, let me tell you. And uh, look, you can see there's Ron Burgundy. If you if you still look on the screen, I believe yeah. in a glass case of emotion. Right. Hiding there. in the background there. See that MC slash hosting thing? That's one of the ways that um, if you clicked on that button or if anyone at home ever clicks on that button, right. that's one of the ways you can... Uh, find out kind of the stuff that I do for MC hosting, but also um, if you want to contact me, it mentions my uh, entertainment right. email in there. For Luna, Luna, Luna's barking at somebody. Um, Is she barking remember. in approval of the website or like out of criticism, like a constructive? Because I'm always open to dog critique. I think it looks great, man. Uh, I would look at it on, uh, I always look at stuff on mobile first, but I'm assuming it's mobile responsive. But yeah. I have also customized it for mobile. It's looking there's good your, for both. There's your face, your bio, all your stuff. It looks slick, looks professional, good pictures, Thanks, all your contact info. Seems, seems to do it for me, yeah. Yeah. Be sure not to go to stevehobbs.com if you're listening yeah. it's steve-hobbs.com that's right? the guy he gets angry when you uh when you mix him up so uh all right uh, i want to move on sort of a um uh a more of a not totally rapid fire like it's not like 10 questions in 10 seconds or anything but uh -huh. sort of some random questions that might unearth some some other interesting facts about uh about you how's your lunch coming along uh, I'm finished the kolbasa. I mean, technically I have more that I can come back to if I'm peckish, but uh, I already finished my, my mandated slices and the lemon meringue is gone. I've just got a trickle of coffee left in the mug and that's pretty much it. You're mandated. Are you working on a kolbasa and lemon meringue? Uh, what do you call it when you ration? Yeah. Are you rationing lemon meringue pie and kolbasa three slices a day? It's kind of like a, a keto-esque diet where I take just like the right amount of cured meats uh, mixed with a series of pies. Hmm. That's, I, I juggle that on a daily basis. What a life you lead. I'm so <laughs> impressed. Well, I'm not just going to eat a, a tuna sandwich next to a big old fireplace like this, you know? Right. What about some oatmeal with peanut butter in it uh, and, a, and a black coffee? Loris, I don't have any mice. It's, uh, we're fine. We're good. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's answer some questions uh, here. Do you have a favorite pump-up song? Um, yeah, sometimes. What's your go-to pump-up song? I like have a couple. Something that, you'd open, um, something that you'd open a show with. Okay. A couple that I like to... <laughs> Here's literally my favorite pump-up songs. Um... I'm a big fan of, if I want something that's like really like hard, like not just hard, but like hoard uh, in terms of how hard it is, I'll go with something like uh, Run the Jewels, anything from RTJ3, it's pretty good. Um, but if so, I'm looking for something a little bit more family friendly, there's a few more boomers in there that don't know what a Run the Jewel is, things like that. Um, I might go with like a Space Jam, 
Uh, I might even, if I really want to mix it up and have some fun, like a Tijuana taxi, uh, or I'm a classic traditionalist when it comes to macaron, chacaron. Are you familiar? Oh. I see. Macaron, chacaron's that one that like kind of sounds like gibberish almost. Right. It, uh, right. What about I could, literally couldn't sing the lyrics to you, but it's kind of like right. like that kind of thing. I like that one. That's good. That fires you up. Gibberish fires you up. Yeah, not all the time, but uh, but yeah, it's a fire up jam for sure. Do you have any odd abilities? Uh, yeah, sure. Sorry, I'm just cameras sneaking around a little bit. Um, yeah, maybe not like odd odd, but yeah, I got a few. What are your odd abilities? Unique ones. Um, uh, there we go. I can juggle. Um, that's kind of odd. Prove it. It's. I don't really have any juggly things. What am I going to juggle a kolbasa? Yes. In front of you? It's yes. That's exactly scary. what I want you to juggle. Chris, provide some some kolbasa juggling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let me see. Sorry. Uh, what would I, uh, I mean, some circuit okay. song. Circuit song. Oh, yeah. Oh. Wow, you can juggle. All right, I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, it's just one kielbasa, but you'll have to imagine that it was three. Right. That would have been really impressive. Um, I, can, I can play please. guitar myself. Yeah, that's not too odd. What about any weird, uh, do you have any weird, uh, can you do any weird things with your body or make weird noises or anything? Uh, I can, weird noises. I, I can uh, do the Elvis lip curl as a. Uh. Nice. Me too. Huh? Um, That's good. All right. I've got one that I can't do that other people can. I can't snap my fingers. Really? Um, What's yeah. wrong with you? What happened? It's, the, it's like I've got like too much padding. I've got really thick masculine hands which yeah. usually is like a, a, a plus people are like oh hi nice hands so, um so what happens your fingers don't like your fingers lack friction i don't get it i can't get i get as much tension as i can but i've got a bit of a like a loose double joint in here and then i i try and get that's all i can get out of it it's kind of like a lighter that won't start just like a wow <laughs> so you must have a terrible time at slam poet shows. Yeah, I used to be in like a jazz choir in high school. Uh, I left that out of the one minute summary. And anytime we had a song like that, we're going to have to snap at the same time. I had to make a choice to either like quietly slap my thigh <laughs> at the <laughs> exact same time or make a clicking sound with my mouth. Like, You're like which yeah. is very distracting. Really? You're like, yeah, I can snap my, I can snap my yeah. fingers. <laughs> we can see you doing it, Steve. We can yeah, like, there's you. no way to make a normal face after you make a clicking sound with your mouth. When I was in uh, grade nine band, I played trombone, and yeah. three of us, two of my buddies, and we weren't, we were, we were doing it for the credit, but I think we had all decided we probably weren't going to be continuing to pursue a career as trombonists, so. <laughs> Yeah, but the weird thing about trombone is it's just like it's kind of feel slat like you 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 find the spot, but none of us knew the songs. We wouldn't practice enough, so 
we'd be doing it, but then looking at the looking at our periphery to see the other guy to see where his trombone slide was, and then kind of like matching it. Or if you really didn't know it, you would just not be blowing into it, but you'd be faking. And in a big yeah, band, yeah. in a big band, one trombone is just air air tromboning. You're not going to notice. <laughs> Fun facts. I'm sorry that trombone went so poorly for you. Yeah, me too. Me too. If I had a stuck with it, man, I would be such a good tromboner. Do you have a least favorite sport? Yes. Yes, I do. Fire poking? Well, fire poking is a classic Hobbs one. Um, I'm going to say uh, <laughs> for least favorite, maybe soccer. Soccer is my least favorite to watch because of all the flipping and flopping and also just for the camera work because it's such a broad space they have to like be really zoomed out most of the time so it's just it's not i feel like there's too many like spectator things working against it um that being said i've never been to a live toronto fc game so maybe there's some magic there that i just haven't seen before oh now the fire's going um as for sport that i like to play the least maybe water polo because like it's a lot of work but you don't get anywhere fast right it's just tedious you, you yeah you play water polo and you're like guys why are we doing this in the water yeah it's like we might as well play any <laughs> sport but just like in molasses or weighted shoes <laughs> or with a guy on your back <laughs> you know it's, we're, making this, we're making this unnecessarily difficult yeah i get it i guess someone at some point was so bored with regular polo or maybe because horses it was right. uh, like too much work and i guess well, swimming is you know good cardio but uh knew they were bored with swimming not enough results <laughs> too much work but not enough results right well you heard it here first folks steve hobbs anti-water polo yeah you have a favorite toronto wet restaurant <sighs> favorite toronto restaurant you're missing right now in lockdown mm, i like a good brunch i'm a bit of a brunch guy your brunch so when i I think about spots like uh, like Frankie's near Osington and Queen for their eggs Benny menu. Right. Um, is or if we're even a level up from that, I would argue Chadwick's. Chadwick's is up at like Bathurst and DuPont. I miss oh, Chadwick's. I know Chad, Chadwick. Shout out to uh, Cam Sedgwick, a buddy of ours is manager at uh, Chadwick's. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. Shout outs. Well done, Chad Sedgwick or Chadwick's or. Is, is that his is that named after no, him? His, his name is Cam Sedgwick, but the oh, place is Chad, Chadwick's. No relation. If it was Chad Sedgwick, I, that would be a really weird coincidence if you didn't know. <laughs> Chadwick's. Yeah. It's nice. like your name is basically, you're working where your name is. Um, oh, also, remember I made that Bob Hobb reference earlier? My dad's name is Bob Hobbs. That's why Bob I had Hobbs. that weird rhyming moment. Yeah, you know, like Arrested Development has that joke, Bob Loblaws is a character name. Yeah, that was like it's been my dad's whole life. His name's Bob Hobbs. Bob Hobbs. Bobby yeah, Hobbs. Bob Hobbs. Bobby Hobbsy. Yeah, sometimes we jokingly and affectionately call him Daddy Bobobs. Bobobs. Yeah, because it's like Bob Hobbs really fast. It was like Daddy Bobobs. Daddy Bobobs. Bob Hobbs. Bob Hobbs. Bob Hobbs. Bob Hobbs. I think that's another common Hobbs name. Bob Hobbs. Bob Hobbs. Bob Hobbs. Bob Hobbs. Right. What's the background of Hobbes? Do you know? Uh, England. 
Um, specifically, I think the most Hobbses in the UK are on Wales. So, and we, I definitely do have some Welsh in my family too. I mean, they're all fading away now. Do you know any Welsh? Do you know any Welsh words? No, but as I've learned more so and more so, I think any kind of like hidden, not gibberish, but like kind of like, like Welsh in general is like a very thick, it's really hard to reproduce the Welsh accent. It's famously weird. Kind of like Gaelic, right? Yeah, and I think there's like some Hobbes-isms in the way that we say things that might be hints of carryover from like the Welsh world. Do you know any? Can you share no. some? You don't no, know any. I would be just disrespecting both uh, Hobbes speak and Welsh speak if I tried to like honor right. it. Fair. But uh, I can assure you, there's like, it's insane. There's like 12, I think there's like 200 fa Hobbes families uh, in name per, or something like that per country in the UK, except for in Wales, where there's like 1,200, and also there's like a city named Pops. So wow, well you can never move there. You'll never get the right website there. It's all <laughs> yeah, it's underscore not underscore Hobbs sixty nine. I know. I'll be like the two thousand Hobbs website for sure. <laughs> so hard. Oh, let me guess. Your name's Steve Hobbs. Everyone. My name is Hobbs. I live in Hobbs. <laughs> Hobbs Town. Yeah. Yeah. My dad's name is Bob's. Bob's Hobbs. Uh, as a child, do you, you don't have to name them, but did you ever have a childhood nemesis? Or like yeah. a, an arch rival, somebody who just really got to you, somebody who grinded your gears or, do, or who worse did something bad to you? There was a bully in grade four. This is as close to, well, actually, <laughs> it's funny. there was a bully in grade four. There's a bully in every grade. But um, I'll go further back than that. I will say, I nothing ever came of it, but I remember, I think he just like bad things. He went into like a negative life spiral, but there was in my neighborhood when I was in, like even before grade four, I'm gonna say I would have been like grade two, grade three, there was like a guy in the neighborhood that nobody liked very much. Uh, at least I didn't like him. Um, his last name, I think was like Bader or something. It rhymed with like Bader, like Darth Bader. Yeah. And I think he was also maybe a Steve, he might have been like a Steve Bader, something like that. I don't remember. I'm sure he was actually probably a nice guy, but I was very sensitive. I was kind of a bulky kid back then. And he used to call me Bam Bam. Why this kid in like grade five or six was like interacting with me in grade two, being like, hey, what's up, Bam Bam? I have no idea. Oh, but, wow. Uh, yeah. And but it was one of those things where I think he'd like to tease me. And I was the oldest too, where it's like I had younger siblings, but I was the oldest, so I didn't. I had to like kind of just like, you know, be tough for myself if I was in the neighborhood. Um, I'm sure I was getting a walk from my dad. I don't think I was in grade two walking around alone in a neighborhood. Um, but yeah, Steve Bader um, called me Bam Bam, and back then didn't like it. I, I already knew I was kind of a big husky kid, right. and uh, even though I think he meant it as a compliment because my arms looked big. Um, right. Like I was like a tough kid, like really strong, because Bam Bam would just smash things all the time. Um, yeah, I didn't take it well. I was like, no, I hate this guy. He just probably wasn't hugged enough, you know? He was just, he just needed love. Yeah, maybe he was just a big Flintstones fan. Yeah, that could have been. Yeah, maybe you took it all wrong. You were like, he was like, why doesn't this kid like me? I keep calling him a beloved cartoon character. Yeah, maybe you referred to his mom as Wilma. I have no idea. You're like, come on, mom. 
Hey, come on, I, you know, Wilma, can I just have my dinner on time? I don't know. Did you have imaginary friends as a kid? Uh, no, I don't think I did. Just real But friends. I was, maybe I should have, because there was times when I was lonely. Like, because <laughs> oh. I was a weirdo. Like, I, I remember trying to keep my brother up. He would get so angry that I was trying to keep him up. I was trying to get him to play chess with me when I was in, like, grade three. Hashtag gifted. <laughs> yeah, I was a pretty big nerd. Um, was and is. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no. No imaginary friends. I had yeah. siblings. It was a little different. We had each other. Right. Plus, I had an old fireplace over here. You just, had the, you just play with the fire. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no imaginary friends, but I played with fire every day. You were a little pyromaniac. Uh, yeah. Chris, Chris can probably explain this better, but I had... Not one, not two, but I had a trifecta of imaginary friends. I can't remember if they were ever if they were around at the same time or if it was just like what they'd come and go. But their names were Jam Pam, Elfie Jim, and Howard Johnson. Or my Elfie name. Jim, Elfie like Elf, Elfie Jim. Oh, okay. Elfie, Elfie. I don't know if it was Elfie like a little elf or Alfie like like elf the tv character no you tended you tended to wear an elf hat that we had from being in the santa claus parade that oh. was, you wore a cowboy hat when you were howard johnson and jam pam was was just the, your psycho killer sandbox i wasn't them they were my imaginary friends was i was that... <laughs> no 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 you were you were them sometimes oh, sometimes I just... if we came out and we said like you know Howard Johnson or something, you say, I'm not Howard Johnson, I'm Jam Pam. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. That's the that's the beginning of my performance days. I was going method. I just want to clarify, is the Howard Johnson that you were the hotel guy? Maybe. Maybe. I I feel like on a road trip somewhere with my parents sitting in the back seat, I looked at the window and saw the Howard Johnson hotel sign and just named. And you're like, that guy'd be a great imaginary friend. He's got a hotel chain. He's got his whole life put together. It was either the hotelier or the professional baseball player who played for the Mets. Uh, also a Howard Johnson, third baseman. I, I became bump, Bumpus Ballfields from a street sign in Alaska. Yeah. You know, that's, you that's when I picked that up. Makes sense. Uh, Steve, we're coming down to the wire here. I know we all got to get back to other quarantine business. Um, Couple last That's questions. The fire's out of control. You know? The fire, the fire is dying. We're out of kolbasa. I'm out of mouse food, <laughs> but uh, I'm not quite out of coffee. But uh, first of all, this has been a pleasure. Uh, you're a, clearly a distinguished gentleman. I have had to reconsider my entire setup and life after uh, seeing how you operate in quarantine over there. <laughs> and, uh, but um, a couple of final questions is if you were your own life coach, what would you tell yourself? Uh, I don't know, something along the lines of, uh, you know, um, some of us you know, are born with more than others. Some of us are born with less. Some of us aren't even born, you know, p p mammals, birds uh, you know organically like in one way and then birds do a different thing with eggs 
it doesn't matter how you get here, but once you're here, you gotta figure it out. Is that good advice? Is that? I mean, I hope you're not charging yourself too much. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, let me try again. I just, um, you can be sincere as well. The birds and the bees. Oh, here we go. They both like their honey. But you know what? Without a little peanut butter to go opposite it, you got yourself a pretty plain sandwich. So, diversity. <laughs> Is that better? Yes. Yeah, I think you just gave yourself the advice to eat more diverse sandwiches, which is good advice when you think about it. Maybe you're speaking in metaphors. When the student um, is ready, the teacher appears. You know, a nickelback makes for a bad band, huh. but a quarterback makes for a great football player. Nice. So, mm, good. Think about that. That's good. I think they're a decent band, but uh, that's just me. All right. I think nickelback's uh, a decent band. So what uh, were, yeah, of course, they got tons of great songs. I never jumped on, on board the Nickelback hating. I, I yeah, feel we should like... wrap this up. <laughs> Sorry, man, what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're, you're breaking up. Sorry, what? What, what? what was Lars's, you'll be like, what was Lars's cancel moment? You're never gonna believe it. <laughs> he admitted to liking Nickelback, never worked again. <laughs> um, We'll link you up, uh, your the best place is Instagram to connect with you, Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Instagram that is, oh, do I even remember what my handle is? Uh, oh, we'll link it up, we, we got it all. Hop yeah, just link it up. Also, I think I forgot to send you my Facebook, but you know what, my Facebook is, although a great way to make friends with me, not best from like a promotional uh, aspect. So yeah, Instagram right. and Twitter are kind of like, if anyone just wants to check out my stuff or see, updates on my work life well, better uh, yet better yet just go to steve dash hobbs.com yeah don't go to steve hobbs.com unless you want to see one hell of a jazz vibraphone yeah, stop saying it stop <laughs> steve dash hobbs put the dash in there that's me I'm the dash. i hope this happens for your whole career i uh, hope i want to see you on conan and fallon having to explain that you're not a jazz vibraphonist forever. I mean, I could be. That's what I got to do. I've got to out vibraphone that guy. Yeah. And then he's done. He's, he's, time. He'll just fade into obscurity. Well, Chris is a professional musician here, so maybe message him afterwards and connect, and maybe he can connect you with, with some vibraphone. Yeah. If you wanted to start with, like, water-filled mason jars, you know, that that's kind of vibey, you know marimba you know that kind of Ooh, i'd love to marimba sounds delicious he's into that too the other steve hobbs he does marimba it's in his body ah, damn it he's so fast <laughs> yes so we will connect with you uh what's next for you uh after this either today or what's the next project in the hopper i know things are weird because we're kind of locked down but obviously we're all things are weird technically this is what's next like maybe building another fire i've got some pudding <laughs> in the fridge more kielbasa more kielbasa. Um, after that, though, and even though, you know, even though at home I'm a bit of a gross human covered in sweaters and cardigans right now, um, online and on the television, uh, there's still things happening. Mrs. America, if you missed the first episode, that's the new uh, TV show with Kate Blanchett. 
um, and John Slattery and Rose Byrne and a billion other wonderful people. Uzo Aduba. Uh, I'm in a scene in episode one that just came out on Wednesday. Um, just briefly, just like a little expositional line, but uh, I'm visible in that, interviewing Uzo Aduba uh, with Kate Blanchett. Um, and then next month, I believe, uh, I am appearing in an episode of What We Do in the Shadows. Yes, and we got to mention that. I'm glad you brought that up. I was about to. You did something that is going to blow so many nerds' minds right now. Yes, I don't know if I'm allowed to promote who's in that episode, like the Ooh, special okay. guest star yet, right. but I will say that it is someone science fiction-y, uh, and uh, yeah, it's from it's someone okay. that I was very proud to meet. Thanks for, thanks for stopping me. Yeah, sometimes listeners, sometimes we're not technically able to say something until it's out. So I don't, yeah, because they haven't put out any promo material with that person. Right. So I don't think I can say anything. Right. Let's just say this guy, you, if you were to go to Comic Cons, he would like, it would blow your mind that he's there. So yeah, you'll see it. And what we do in the shadows is a friggin' hilarious, hilarious show for those. Oh, of you. it's so funny. Anything like even remotely connected to Taika Waititi is hilarious, but this is actually, as far as adaptations go, like a very, very funny show. Yeah. I was um, so yeah. pumped. I was pumped to hear that you did that. That's, that's amazing. So thanks. Yeah, 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 me too. Uh, and our... uh, in the far distant future, once all this quarantine stuff is behind us too, I had uh, a theater show get interrupted um, called uh, Shakespeare to play that is by Alain uh, Mercia. I hope I'm not mispronouncing his last name. He's a great guy. He's very funny. Um, he's connected to Montreal Sketchfest, actually. But anyway, his play, this was the first time it was put up in Toronto at the Assembly Theater. And uh, I was one of their core cast members named Reg. That was my character name. We got interrupted because of all the things evolving back when this stuff was all just beginning in terms of quarantine. Uh, two days into the show run, um, but we are intending to put it up again. I've talked to our producers at Assembly, and we're supposed to be putting it up again, hopefully, knock on wood, by the fall. So sometime, whether that's September or October, we'll see where, where the chips land and what the cards are come like in terms of all of this. But uh, knock on wood, it should be back up there. And uh, also, in the meantime, if you're a fan of that style of theater, um, I know Assembly Theater is taking donations right now. They are having a very tough time. Indie theater companies in general are very vulnerable to shutting down because they don't, not, they're a not-for-profit assembly, so they don't have like a, a piggy bank to tap when everything is shut down and all their bookings get canceled. So if you're a fan of the arts uh, and you can afford to put any money towards that kind of stuff, feel free to check their GoFundMe, that's Assembly Theater. Um, they're based out of Parkdale, great theater space. Um, right. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, that's, that's a great thing to say for artists and for the theater companies right now. Obviously, none of that's happening. Yeah, artists too. A lot, of, um, a lot of theater companies, are you can buy tickets right now that they'll honor once things are back up. So yeah. if you do have the money coming in, that's a, that's a good shout out for them. So thank yeah. you, uh, Steve. Also a big fan of Laughing Vikings. Lars, your self-tape services, buddy. Top notch. You know, I've booked with Lars before and it's gone well. So. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's always nice to have you here. We're uh, obviously shut down for that for the most part. We've done some virtual Zoom ones. But, That's fun. Uh, I think when we do get back, the silver lining is we'll be busy because there'll be tons of self-tapes. Um, yeah. We'll be so backlogged. But this has been a pleasure, Steve. Thank you for having lunch uh, fireside with me today. Uh, you, I think you've won, you've won a lot of things. Most distinguished guest, best set maybe best meal with the kielbasa. So 
Kudos to you. And uh, sincerely, you are one of the most talented. You're one of the funniest people that I've ever met. Um, your talent is fucking ridiculous. So I'm excited Thanks, to continue to see the things that you do. And I'm excited to actually work with you and be on stage again. It'd be fun to. Uh, yeah, me too. You know, hopefully that's sooner than later. Um, yeah, it's I know my life coach uh, quotes are terrible, but uh, uh, I will say doing stage stuff is healthy for my soul to just get out there and do some shows uh, and really just get back to expressing myself. You know, just online trivia is great, but uh, it's not the same. You know, I miss working with you and working with so many great people and doing art on stage. So hopefully we can get back to that soon. Soon enough. So final question before Chris plays us out is Steve. How was your lunch? Uh, my lunch was fantastic. Thank you for asking. The kobasa, seven out of ten. I did get it in the uh, <laughs> on the way out of a store. Um, but um, yeah, in general, you know, good pie, good chats, good meal, good fire. No complaints. There you had it, folks. This has been lunch with Looney and Lars with our guest Steve Hobbs. Thank you so much. Listen to the next one. Hit us up uh, everywhere at Laughing Vikings on Instagram, Facebook, and yeah, mostly Instagram and Facebook. Or if you're a super fan of the show, you can check out our patronage hub at patreon.com slash laughing Vikings. And you can see how to be a member or if you're a business owner, you can see how to uh, set up a partnership with us as well. All right, it's been amazing. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Play us out, please. We gotta get in there if you want the fired. Come on! This doesn't want to go sometimes. I don't know how to stoke a fire.